0: Welcome to Vision Again. It's another one of those podcasts about the Eurovision Song Contest. Well, I'm Rob Holly, and specifically, this podcast is about me interviewing Eurovision people. This time around, I've got to have a bit of an atta with Iceland's Dathi Freer, and I think it's fair to say he's become a bit of an icon, hasn't he? Data. I can't wait to know. What do you think about things?
1: Believe me, I will always- be there so you can tell me anything and i listen.
0: That was the incredible Think About Things. With its viral music video and positive vibes, it was certainly one of the favourites to win this year. Unarguably, it was the song with the most momentum behind it going into the competition. I don't think any Eurovision act has had four months worth of exposure before the contest before. It's incredible, especially with celeb fans all around the place, including the likes of Russell Crowe and Dame Lorraine Kelly. Goodness. But Dathi fully deserves the attention that he was getting. He's put in the legwork, finishing second place in song for Captain back in 2017 with This Is Love, which still sounds incredible through your headphones and probably should have won that year. But it doesn't matter because he won in 2020 and he was due to go to Rotterdam like the rest of us. In this very chilled interview, we chat about Jedward, of course, Netflix conspiracies, and what Dathie's plans are for Eurovision Week. So, get ready to join us as Dathie and I think about things.
1: Yes, I can hear you. Hi, I'm Dathie Hey, Hey, where are you? I'm in Berlin.
0: I'm at home in my studio in Berlin. Excellent! You've got a studio in your own home. Yes. That's posh. Um. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just Daffy's just showing me around the studio, but obviously this is audio only, so no one can see it. However, there's oh, a really cool okay. pot plant in the in the back, which I like. Um, <laughs> so, big fan of that. Um. So. Firstly, Dathi, I need to ask you, because um, whenever anyone talks about you on Twitter or any of the other social media sites, um, the letter in Icelandic that is in your name that no one can pronounce, how should we be pronouncing your name? Dathi. Dathi.
1: Yeah, it's like a, a soft TH.
0: TH. I think we used to have that letter in England in like the 13th century or something, but long time ago. I, none of us know what it, what it should sound like. So apologies. And you seem to be happy <gasps> no with people calling you daddy anyway. So,
1: I mean, I'm not gonna spend my whole day <laughs> correcting people.
0: <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Um, you were born in Denmark, moved to Iceland.
1: Um, I'm born in Iceland, but then I moved to Denmark when I was one year old.
0: Ah, okay. And then you moved back to Iceland. Yeah, when I was nine. And then onwards to Berlin, which is where you are now.
1: Yeah, I moved here in 2014.
0: Ah, it's so cool. I mean, Berlin um, is just one of my favorite places on earth. What made you want to move I to do. Berlin?
1: Um, I was. Uh, I moved here because I went to school. I went to DBS music and learned uh, audio engineering and music production. So that's the reason I'm, I moved here. But then I just stayed here because it's nice.
0: Yeah. And what are some of your favorite places in Berlin?
1: And then uh, we spent some time at uh, in Neukölln. We live in Schöneberg now, but oh, okay. but most of our friends live in Neukölln.
0: Yeah. Um, it must be a pretty weird time to live there at the moment, I'd guess. But, um, yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah, you can really sense it when you go outside that people are very aware of each other.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so you're in Berlin at the moment. You live there permanently. I think it would be good to just go through a bit of a history of your song for captain's journey because it's i think fair to say quite complicated um you started you, you first entered in 2017 with yeah. is this love how tell us a little bit about that
1: um the reason i i sent the song in was just i th- thought it was funny to to be part of Sunko Captain possibly so I just sent the song in not really expecting anything and when I heard that it got chosen to be in the competition I immediately started looking for people to sing it because I was not gonna <laughs> <laughs> compete in single Captain um, and then I I talked to a friend of mine and, and he was gonna do it but then a little later he he backed out and then I decided because Roof had also been trying to get me to, to sing it, and I just decided to, to do it myself, and that's when we got Kagna uh, Magnet together. Was a
0: I, was of I know that you just met me now, and I also just met you now, but is this love? I say hi,
1: and time standing still. I have a garden, how to do conversation. You say hi again and I try to open my so to me and me Joey, the guy with the red hair he's a he's a friend of mine since uh, I was 15 we um, we started like thinking how uh, what we would do because <laughs> now we're all of a sudden competing in this competition so we got my wife and another friend of mine who doesn't play instrument instrument he's Playing an instrument in the band, and then my sister is on backing vocals, and Hulta, another friend, is also on backing vocals. So the only person that that's like in the band that actually plays an instrument is is Arni, my wife. She plays piano, but the other two guys have never touched an instrument in their lives
0: oh, well you say they've never touched an instrument but they play those really complicated pretend instruments and yeah. it's a real skill to look as if you're playing something like that so they, <laughs> I think they did quite well
1: yeah they, they, they're the only ones that know how to play their instruments <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it, um, it ended up being the runner up to I think it was Fala Paper yeah. um, so after that song for Kepnen did you think you'd go back to it at all? Um, I was pretty sure I wasn't gonna do it. Um,
1: we, I got a lot of attention f- from that, which was super, super good for for me. I, I've been working as a musician since then, and I just felt like it was kind of enough at that point. But uh, then we got to talking, me and Kagna Magne and we wanted to to see where we could go with this and. I decided to to go back but if I was going to go back I was going to do it full force
0: absolutely and so you-
1: I probably put like 50 times the effort into into this one as um instead of the last one
0: well you then you skipped 2018 and then 2019 no you skipped 2017 no, let me think about I this. I was there
1: 2017, and then I skipped uh, 18, 19, and then I'm back 2020. That was
0: it, because 2019 was Hatari's year. Um, yeah. Were you fans of Hatari? You must have been, surely. Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah. They're also like, just friends of mine since since earlier. Oh,
0: cool. So it's like if
1: you're if you're a musician in Iceland that's playing gigs, then you know everyone. Then I probably <laughs> know them.
0: And did you follow the Hatari story throughout Eurovision last year? Yeah,
1: and I've been following them since, and I was following them before.
0: I bumped into um, Matty in the, the dome in Tufnell Park, I think it's called, where they were doing a gig, and this was the summer of last year, and I was there with a the guy from uh, Radio One, and he mentioned that you were thinking of entering a song at the time, and we were like, yes! Finally, Um, because I I think it's really nice that Iceland sort of um, has this sort of chilled vibe about doing Eurovision that comes from acts like um, you guys and Hitari, whereby it seems to be quite uh, a modern approach to it, where it's um, bands that already exist that are having fun in their country and then just taking up the mantle and going to Eurovision rather than I think a lot of the um, the traps that some other countries fall into is that they try and produce like a Eurovision sounding song and you know, if That's you do that That's 100% what I was trying to do
1: Oh really? I was trying to make a Eurovision sounding song and the band is not a real band it's a Eurovision band No way! It's yeah. a Eurovision performance <laughs> <laughs> I mean the song, it has my sound but like the structure of it I was thinking about Eurovision the whole time I actually did the performance first, so I, I knew pretty much what the whole performance was going to be like, and then wrote the song to go with that.
0: Wow. I had no idea. So well. it's
1: very much a Eurasian song.
0: <laughs> well, it's a very good song. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, so I watched Song for Captain" with uh, my friend James and his partner, Isaac, who's also a Freer, Isaac Freer, um, and about four other Icelandic people as well, um, in, in their little flat in, in Hackney and they're all Icelandic performers and artists and it was so weird watching Song for Kepnan and um, as you were saying earlier, everyone seemed to know everyone else. So yeah. when someone was coming up on the screen they were like, Oh, I went to media college with that person and <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. Um exactly. but it was really um it was really it was really a sweet programme to watch. We had um what are those little Buns that you guys make with the cream and the licorice, and probably don't know what I'm talking um,
1: about. The buns with the cream and the licorice.
0: Yeah, unless they were taking the piss and they oh, were just you're feeding me. Oh,
1: you talking the... about licorice cream buns.
0: Yeah, licorice cream um, buns. I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't think that was the name that they called them. But, uh, um, I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, we um, <laughs> we ate those and we watched Song for Captain. And um, Song for Captain this year was probably the most stressful national final I've watched in my life so I can only imagine uh, how it was for you going through that how did it feel
1: Um, at the at the time like it was it was fine we had uh, the uh, what's it called the jury like uh, earlier in the day we we did the whole show in front of an audience but it's not like televised mm. and that so and that's when the jury like makes their decision and at that point um the the playback machine that runs the whole thing the lights and the and the video and the the cutting of the cameras and everything it just crashed which meant that like everything was weird in our performance you could we could tell especially in the like when we look into the cameras we we get a red light that indicates that that camera is on and that was so so much off so uh, when we looked back then there's a guy that comes onto stage um, because we we take the last look is is backwards and there wasn't a camera guy (laughs) <laughs> so when we turned around that we were just thinking about that and then the the break comes before the the last chorus We is baby and in the in the middle of that like the the confetti went off way late oh man so so we we were all like startled especially me and the the two backing singers and so it sounded like baby <laughs> It,
0: I mean, it was so great that to was, watch.
1: To me, that was much worse than what <laughs> happened at the show. At the show, I was just, I was ready for anything and I didn't really mind
0: technical screw-ups. I mean, by that point, technical yeah, screw it, ups. it got a bit crazy. And it must be hard doing all that sync dancing anyway, as it is, without We've things done being... done
1: so many times. Yeah.
0: And who came up with that idea?
1: Uh, mostly me. Like, I, I did the... The main choreography is mine, but then there's input from, from a lot of different people.
0: Yeah. And the video is brilliant, obviously. Like Thank that, you. Uh, I mean, I think that's... Also my idea. <laughs> I mean, that was half the battle in in getting recognition, was to have that brilliant video. Who directed it? Who did you work with?
1: I worked with... Uh, they're called... Uh, their names are Gunni and Birta. They have a company called Andvari. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, sorry. Oh. My manager. Uh-oh. I talk to him like three, four times a day now. And when I'm not talking to him, he's talking to a record label or or something. Everything is going wild right now.
0: Excellent. Uh, um, must be quite difficult doing promotion and stuff stuck in doors, though. Well,
1: I'm i guess. pretty used to it, though. Like I, I, I do live sessions from my studio and stuff like that, so, so I' I'm all right. Very cool.
0: And um so just back onto the song for Captain show. Um, so it was a bit crazy. I remember halfway through, you had, Atari talking like to a presenter for twenty minutes holding yeah. a small dog. Um <laughs> uh th- th- everything was just going a bit haywire. It went wrong for for Kino as well. Um I mean we so, were
1: just in the back of the, the stage at that point, so we didn't really Yeah see or hear what was going on.
0: It was uh it, it felt quite stressful to watch, but it was a good final. I liked um I liked that girl Eva or Iva as well. Oculus yep. um video. That was a great song. Um, did you uh, have you worked with any of those other guys at all that were in the final with you?
1: Uh, no, not really. Like most of the those people were uh, new, hmm. uh, except for Timma, and they, but they're like in a totally different scene than I am. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was getting to know most of those guys for the for the first time, except for some some backing singers that I've I've met before.
0: oh. Um, we need to talk about Netflix and this crazy conspiracy theory. Yeah, that I'm, I'm sad not that, sure.
1: that down, that people don't think that anymore.
0: <laughs> well, we've had to give back the money, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, about a month ago, when everything really kicked off and you had like these insane celebrities like Russell Crowe, Hot Chip, uh, Ryland, Dara O'Brien, all these people... Retweeting that video and really Mm -hmm. getting into your music. Even this morning, Lorraine Kelly, the um, little Scottish British host that we've got over here, who's like the queen of morning TV, was lamenting the fact that there's not going to be a Eurovision and think about things won't be there. All right. How on earth does it feel? Every time you got a notification about that, because you must feel quite distant from it as well as it happening to you at the same time. It's a very odd thing.
1: Um, like w- when the first like big name that I like actually knew was Russell Crowe. Yeah. So that was really surreal. Also, really weird. Like so, such a random celebrity. And, and he he, he put he, something from like a, a a Dutch site.
0: It was a Dutch like, Eurovision fan blog. That's yeah. Like what how, was he doing reading that? I, I
1: don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was and that was really surreal. But then you get mm. used to these kinds of things really fast, like weirdly fast. Like, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, James Corden and Pink both like r- retweeted a. A video that had my song in it, and like two years ago, that would have been my whole day. That would have been my whole week just yeah, thinking yeah. about that. But now I'm—you uh, get desensitized pretty, pretty fast. Oh yeah, my my first like real concert was going to a Pink show. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> in like that must have been two thousand and four, two thousand and five kind of time. Yeah, something like that. I think two thousand four and uh, what other concerts have you been to in iceland who who are your inspirations um
1: i haven't been to that many in iceland that except for like icelandic bands because when when bands come to iceland there the tickets are usually really expensive yeah but um, um i've been to uh, a lot in berlin and a lot in denmark also i went to roskilde festival four times oh cool and my my favorite Shows have been, I guess, Tame Impala, and I saw Hot Chip once. I saw Gorillaz at, at one point. Um, Fat Boy Slim, I really liked that concert. And,
0: yeah, awesome. Yeah,
1: lots, lots of stuff.
0: And who are your big musical inspirations? Um,
1: there's a lot. I'd say uh, Bill Withers. He he passed away today. He did. Yep. I said, yeah, I would say him and still wonder and Daft punk justice hot chip chromeo gorillas
0: and more yeah Yeah, these are all the bands that i grew up with as well i used to uh dj at a club called pop stars in oh god this was like 10 years ago at the scala in london and it was all those electro bands of like the the kind of early noughties so your hot chips and your Uh, your yells and yeah, yeah, yeahs and loads of stuff like that. So you really do hear that coming through in your music. I was wondering though, um, you have done a couple of polls for some things um, for different events that are happening online. So there's a Eurovision uh, in your living room concert. There was a colour version thing that you were going to do as well in your own time. And Mm -hmm. um, there's one band that has cropped up twice. And I'm wondering, what is your connection to Jedward? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know my my wife and uh, her a uh, friend of hers went as jet word for halloween once <laughs> I don't right. know, and, and i just had this idea of of the lipstick song in my head since i since i asked for it last time so i just i was gonna send it again and see what happens, and <laughs> happens and, and to meet my match she takes the woo. I'm about to fall in it for sisters let me tell you how it works she's got a lip sync on here i come that I'm got a lip sync on it and run that i'm going to take my color color eh, 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 <laughs> And what
0: are your favorite Eurovision colour, songs and your favorite eh, Eurovision acts eh, eh, lipstick, Um
1: I'd say um, "Divine" by Sebastian Tallier is pro- probably my my all time favorite, but that changes also a yeah. lot. Um, and I'm I'm a fan of acts like or songs like "Wigwam." I was "Wigwam." Th- yeah, what they was had the, um In my dreams, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like remember. that song, but then I, I I watched their performance and I. I, I thought to myself, "Wow, I, I remember that as being a good performance." But they're just there on stage, yeah, just that, singing. That happens quite a lot. Um, I like it when there's <laughs> a elaborate, like staging and and yeah, when it's when it's different.
0: And can you reveal any details about what you guys would have done for your performance in Rotterdam?
1: The the actual performance, or our moves would have been very similar, pretty much the same. It's just the, the cameras, we would have worked differently, and uh, and uh, the screens and stuff like that. I mean, a, a much bigger stage and and so much more production value. But as I said, the the song was was made from the the performance, so we're we're not going to change the performance because then I would have to change the song.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you said in an interview recently that um, that you might like to do Eurovision again in the future if you got the chance but you wouldn't put yourself through Song for Capnan again yeah. which I think is is fair given that it was four hours of absolute chaos um, and also you, you've done it you've won it you shouldn't have to win it again yeah. are you still committed to the idea of going to Eurovision if there's a route?
1: Um, yeah I would love to try to experience that like that's the main reason we we entered this year was to go to to rotterdam and and like be part of this like super weird huge party like it's so such a different experience from i think what you anything else in the world probably to to be a contestant in that that competition so i, I just wanted to go with with my friends and my wife and my sister and have a good time
0: Oh well I hope you do get a chance to go and it's funny you were saying about writing a song that would have been for Eurovision um do you think that if you did go back would you put something forward that's probably a bit more um your authentic self or would you try and write a song for Eurovision again to try and I'd say
1: it? the sound on on this song is very much my authentic self like it, this is the music that I I make or want to make, and yes. it's just the, the arrangement, pretty much that's that was made for, right. for Eurovision, and the, um, yeah, all of that. But so yeah, I would go at it the same way, basically. I would write a song that's made for the performance we we would make, and and make it yeah a Eurovision performance, and then make the song from that. Cool.
0: And now that there's not going to be a Rotterdam 2020, at least, um, you can probably say which songs you liked the most or the ones that you thought were the most competitive um, that were going to go alongside you. Um, What are your thoughts on the songs that were put forward for Eurovision 2020?
1: Um, I actually haven't listened to them all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I,
0: I will, though. It's fine. Um, I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa!
1: <laughs> um, but I like I, before the competition. I was a big fan of Little Big. I still am, especially yeah. their their music videos. I'm not. I, I don't necessarily listen to them on Spotify, but I've seen their videos countless times, and they were actually a big inspiration to the to the dance in okay. our our. Um, Act, but then also, um, I I like the group. Like, yeah, they would. I like the the ones that are that have special dance and like are doing something
0: something different. I was going to ask as well, who does your sweatshirts and your graphics? Uh, Me. You do them. Yeah. If
1: there's if there's something that you're wondering who does it, it's probably going to be me.
0: Right. Okay. Fair enough. And how do you draw those? <laughs> Is it like a Photoshop thing or what's it's the technology a, behind it?
1: Uh, Pico Pixel. It's a it's okay. a free software that I, I use to make it. But then we're, <laughs> we're working on uh, an app where you can like make your own avatar. your can magnet avatar. Awesome. So maybe that's going to be out. I don't know. Hopefully.
0: And uh, what are your plans for the weekend in uh, lockdown Berlin? I'm going
1: to stay home, and probably yeah. produce some music and be with my wife and my
0: child. And how were your family finding the Eurovision journey?
1: I mean, my wife was, was part of the act, so she was very much in the middle of this. and uh, She was having a little bit of a hard time because we had to be away from Aurora, our daughter, for such a yeah. long time while we were doing Sunker And she was getting kind of um, stressed about going to Rotterdam and, and not having her with us because we had decided to to leave her in Iceland. But, uh, I mean, other than that, we, we were just excited and it's been great.
0: Thank you very much for chatting, Dathi. It's been an absolute pleasure. And what can we expect from you in the coming weeks? Uh, thank you. And you can expect... I'm going to, um, yeah,
1: when, uh, when Eurovision was supposed to be in the week there, I'm going to do a hour-ish um, live stream session where I, where I cover a bunch of Eurovision songs. So I'm going to have my own little Eurovision here.
0: So there you have it. Keep an eye out on Dathi's social channels to find out more about that gig he's planning during Eurovision week. Also, since we recorded this back in, ooh, I think it was early April, uh, Dathy's released a bunch of tour dates all across Europe, including London, where he's had to add some extra dates. So you can purchase tickets for that now. Huge thank you to Dathy for interviewing. I know he hasn't done very many and I'm really, really grateful for him for talking to me. And I can't wait to see him and the rest of Gagna Magnet in London in December if we're, uh, you know, out of lockdown by that point. Who knows? A quick thank you goes to William Kitchener for the theme music and also to you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do like and subscribe, retweet, tell your friends about it, get them to listen. Um, it, it, It would be brilliant. Thank you. In the meantime, while we're on lockdown, I've been running some Eurovision rewatches over on Twitter every Saturday night at 8 pm. You can find those at Eurovision again, and they also trend under the hashtag Eurovision again too. The website is again.vision. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter as myself at Rob Holly. All that's left for me to say, in the words of Serbia in 2006, I put my hands up, but I won't surrender. Don't need what doesn't serve me anymore. I lick my wounds. So so that I can keep on fighting every time you say goodbye.